Hi guys and welcome or welcome back to the podcast. In this half of the episode, I'm here again with Alex Millard. She's fresh off a run at the World Cross Country Championships in Australia, where she represented Great Britain at a senior level. She's also the European Under-23 Bronze Cross Country medalist, the winner of the Bucks Cross Country Championships, New Balance sponsored athlete and all-round amazing runner. In this half of the episode, we discuss her approach to training, how she motivates herself to train even when it's hard, her thoughts on racing distances and plans for the season ahead, and being sponsored by New Balance. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, I'm your host Indira and welcome or welcome back to Fitter, Faster and Happier. If you want to perform better as an athlete, but also be your happiest and most fulfilled self, then this is the place for you. On this podcast, I will be talking with a range of runners and experts to uncover the secrets to becoming your most successful and happy runner self. Here, hot and controversial topics will be discussed, stories, tips and knowledge shared, and the doors for much-needed conversations opened. The podcast will have a special emphasis on athleting as a female, but much of the content will be relevant for all genders, and all genders are welcome. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. Okay, so in terms of your approach to training, a lot of people these days, there's a lot of buzz and hype about all the data and science, you know, carbon, shoes, lactate, all of this stuff. Are you a slave to your watch? Are you out there with the the lactate testing kits? What's your approach? Um, I'd say the majority of training, so like easy runs, I'll pretty much go off feel really. But obviously, gotta love a bit of data, you know, whether that's during a session, especially or something. Try not to get too hung up on splits or whatever, because, yeah, you shouldn't, I guess. Especially with on grass and stuff, GPS, you never know what's going on there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I like a bit of data. I like looking at heart rate, but I never know whether my watch is actually lying to me or, you know, so take that with a pinch of salt. But yeah, I'm not too hung up on data, I'd say, but I find it interesting, obviously. Yeah. Have you ever had a time where your, you know, your watch has told you that you've you're basically dead or having a heart attack yeah probably probably a few times uh, there's been a few easy runs where my heart rate's been at 210 so you know just the norm then yeah oh that's cool and so also you're not on Strava bit bit controversial there have you got a reason for that there's no real reason I just I've never had it I never got it sort of you know back in the day and then I've just never really had an urge to get it I feel like it's quite good for me, you know, stay clear of scrolling through and stalking everyone. I feel like I'd waste a lot of time on that, which I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's interesting. But for me personally, I don't want to get too het up with other, what other people are doing. Yeah, that, that sounds like a really good approach. Would you say that you're quite good as a runner at focusing on you as an individual and not worrying about what other people are doing? Because it is quite easy to get caught up in that whole cycle. Yeah, it's very easy, and that's probably why I don't have travel. A, a big reason for it. I try, I try to focus on myself. I know what works for me, so just try and keep doing what I'm doing. Really. Yeah. Do you think power of ten is a good thing? Is that something you've you've used? Yeah, yeah. Love power of ten. Um, I don't think it causes any harm. It's just your race results, really. So yeah, it's interesting to look back on and see see what you were doing when you were an under eleven. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Come a long way since then. Come a long way since competing in the 100 metres. Yeah. Oh, so from sprinter to to GB senior cross country girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
And for you, so we've talked and touched on some of your successes. What's been the hardest time for you mentally running wise? I think I found, to be fair, I found post Christmas in January quite hard mentally because it was it was cold and dark and you know all the fun winter vibes and also seeing everyone out in South Africa and and elsewhere yeah I did find that quite hard because I was also training sort of on my own at home well sometimes sometimes on my own sometimes with a group at home and then coming back to Loughborough it was just do you know what it's just the cold I'm just a wimp with the cold (laughs) I was freezing so I was a bit it got to the point where I was just a bit fed up really yeah so probably recently then that was quite challenging mentally just to get the motivation to go out for a run etc but probably in the past I have had I've avoided injury pretty well but there was one that I had ages ago before uni and that put me out for three months so that was challenging yeah just having to sort of switch to cross training but wow cross training's great fitness so you know I just had to get on the grind and then I actually think I came back a better runner so yeah you sound like you've got a very positive attitude you know the way you reflect back on it you sound quite upbeat about the situation have you got any tips for how you got through those three months when motivation was low perhaps those days when you felt like oh this injury's not going away I think just just know that cross training can like really keep your fitness and even improve it I really am not a fan of swimming but stuck at it (laughs) how did you do that how did you go right you know what I'm getting in that cold water and I'm gonna swim yeah my mum actually helped because at the time I was I was still at home at school my mum would come with me with me bless her and yeah just knowing that I was that's the way that I would keep my fitness basically and and I thought to myself it's like a break from running so it will make me more motivated when I come back so I think that was that was the thing it was like it's fine it's it's just a it's just a, a little break from running in the journey we're going to come back and love it even more I guess that's a lovely mindset to have yeah really really nice and going back to the kind of cold weather situation then I guess that's not something you can say oh you know I'll come back to running in more and enjoy it how did you motivate yourself when it was cold to get out there and run I think I had a few more races to go really knew that I wanted to do well at them and knowing that I would be going on a training camp soonish I mean I didn't know I was going to Australia for very long before we actually went but that definitely helped <laughs> the the week leading up to Australia that was that was a I didn't care that I was cold I was like it's fine give it a couple of days you'll be fine uh, so that helped <laughs> yeah were you expecting Australia by the way or was it a surprise no, I really was not expecting Australia. Basically, I only applied for the, because you had to apply, show interest for the relay. I only applied a few days before selection because my coach was like, there might be a space on the team. You might you might um, want to apply. So I thought, okay, that would be cool. So I did and then got the call. And yeah, it was pretty cool. So it was a very quick turnaround in terms of when I actually knew well, when I actually knew I was being considered to being selected and then going. So yeah, that was a bit of a whirlwind week. Yeah, yeah, it it sounded like it. Yeah. Well, you also mentioned as well that you're excited for the track season. So are there any races in particular that you're looking forward to or distances? So this summer, the main aim is probably Euro under 23s. I'll probably go for the 5k if I can, because I think... Potentially do better in it. 
but I'll definitely be doing 15s as well like throughout the season want to do a 3k as well try and get a quick time for that as well just basically yeah that's the main race aim that would be really cool to go there and see what I can do but also just getting my times down getting race experience abroad a bit hopefully as well yeah I'm excited to try the 5k more because I did my debut last year and it really and I really enjoyed it yeah that went pretty well so yeah excited to see what happens this summer yeah pretty well at the 5k um means a a sub 16 minute time guys (laughs) just to throw that one out there so in terms of the 5k actually we'll touch on that a bit it's interesting you say you're keen to do that a bit more some people I think they see the 12 and a half laps and they're out of there would you say that you know what's it like going around the 5k is it is it as painful as people hype up to be I don't think that I can speak too much on this because I've only done one. But I was, before I did mine, I watched the boys race beforehand. And I thought, what have I got myself in for here? People were actually coming up to me going, you do know what you're in for. And I was like, "Don't, don't be saying that to me 10 minutes before my race. Thank you. But I think because I was then dreading it and thinking, oh, this is gonna be awful, then it actually turned out not to be as bad as I had in my mind. Um, I just had it. I just kept in my mind like you want to feel pretty chill for the first three k, and then you can see how you're feeling basically. And I think that really helped. Yeah, I think I could have pushed on a bit earlier in that race actually because I kind of came to the last two laps and found myself literally like flying in the last two laps. So yeah, but I was pretty happy with that as a as a first one. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't find that too painful, but I think if I run it to my full out extent, then I'll have something else to say. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's good to know that there's more to come. That'll be really exciting to see. So yeah, so you're saying that maybe you're leaning more towards the 5000. Does that mean that you think that's something you'll enjoy more? Or is is the 1500 always going to have like a special place in your heart? I think the 1500 is fun. You know, it's fun and fast and more intense, I guess. But I think I will potentially enjoy the 5k more just because I think it's more probably more me to be honest if this cross-country season's anything to go off as well so I think I'll enjoy racing the 5k and say a championship more so I'm looking forward to that and you mentioned you know since coming to uni you've been doing a bit more of kind of the endurance side of things or not so much just training on the track what is your kind of typical training week then um so Monday's easy run I'll sometimes double with gym as well and then Tuesday track session or in winter a Brock session and then Wednesday is easy run and then gym maybe a bike if I'm feeling I'm feeling cheeky spicing it up yeah if I'm not too tired (laughs) uh Thursday um, Bill sets us a mini tempo sometimes but not much and then Friday, always rest day. Saturday is the is usually a grass session or in winter, Bradgate session, hills. And then Sunday, long run, obviously. Oh, yeah. It'd be a crime not to do the Sunday long run. Yeah, exactly. What do you listen to on your Sunday long run? Or are you a no music, no, no audio kind of runner? I'm a no music because it's usually with a big group so that's really nice that's that's the great social aspect of running uh that's yeah that's the nice thing about Sunday long run it's always like the big social one of the week but if I'm ever easy running like say a 30 minutes on my own or something I'll I'll stick my headphones in definitely yeah have you got a go-to go-to song oh 
I wouldn't say specific song. I've been loving at the moment Scissor's new album. I, okay. I'm a bit obsessed with that. That's not really running specific. It's just in general. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Okay. And you've recently signed with New Balance. I have. What does that mean for your running future? Well, I guess it's just really exciting and motivating, really. Really grateful that they've had faith in me as an athlete and hopefully it can pave the way a bit to competing at a really high level and maybe maybe it will give me sort of opportunities after uh, after uni for example or with going on training camps yeah so to be fair I don't really know at the moment but it'll be exciting to see what comes with that but at the moment it's just really cool to have support from a brand that I know that I like and get on with really well like with their shoes and everything so yeah that's really exciting to be in with a brand that I like a lot. Have you got a favourite pair of New Balance shoes then? Oh my favourite pair I'd say my favourite pair would probably be the 1080s just because it's a very it's a standard like everyday running shoe and I like wear them to the gym wear them for easy runs but I also love they've got a new shoe the, the they're called the More V4s and they're like proper cushioned really nice like long run shoe so maybe that one maybe that one they're chunky (laughs) okay and you mentioned they're like training camps I know you're going to be going on one to an undisclosed location at some point but I also know a lot of uh, guys who you train with or around went out to South Africa recently you haven't gone on as many training camps is there a reason for that is it something that you would want to do more of in the future yeah, to be fair, I've only been to Portugal last Easter for training camp, which was really fun. I was going to go to South Africa, but it just didn't work out because of exams. So, yeah, I'll definitely go next year because I spent the whole of January moaning about how cold I was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully we'll resolve what I'm doing for Easter. But yeah, the options that I've got are, sound really exciting, any of them. So yeah, just excited to get away out of this cold weather, really. I'm I'm sick of the cold. I don't do well in the cold. <laughs> so you're thriving in Australia then? Yeah, I was loving it. I wanted to stay, but oh, just couldn't. I was trying to, it was, it was very hot, but I was saying to myself, don't complain because you've been complaining all January about the cold. So I was, I was loving it. I was loving it. If running ever gave you the opportunity to move abroad, would that be something you'd want to do? I think that would be cool. It would obviously depend on where I am in life and whatever but I definitely consider it if it was a good option for me yeah yeah great okay so going back a little bit here in terms of you choosing your exam over the training camp in South Africa does that mean that academics are more important for you than running I wouldn't say that no I definitely it's definitely important to me like I really want to do well in my degree which is why I've also split my year that decision to split your year is that something that you think's really helped you be able to achieve more running and academically yeah I think so definitely it was kind of a the option was there and I thought why would I not take that because it's only going to help my running and academics I would say I came to uni as a student athlete but now I'd say I'm more an athlete student (laughs) if you know what I mean I like that you've been loughborough-sized yes yeah it's definitely it definitely enables me to say for example go to Australia uh, and come back and not be too behind on work just alleviates pressure a bit I'm not sure I could do a full final year and and keep up this level of training and competing without being exhausted 24 7 so yeah it's definitely 
definitely helpful. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you've got that split year in place. And so what is a split year and what does that look like for people who maybe aren't so familiar with it? So there's 120 credits in a year, I think. So it's literally 60, 60 over the two years. And yeah, so basically this year I'm doing mostly modules and then next year I'll only have one module plus my dissertation. So it just takes a bit of pressure off everything, basically. Do you know what your plans are moving forwards? Are you like, right, I'm going to be a businesswoman or you happy to see where things go or is it running? I'm happy to see where things go, but I'd like to see where things go with running. But like if running doesn't work out, then we'll cross that bridge. But I do and, and but I do need to think about, you know, what I do after uni. But I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure yet. But it reassures me that a lot of people are in the same boat that they don't know what they're doing uh, yet after uni. So I'm telling myself I've got another year to figure something out. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's loads of opportunities out there. Yeah. You know, with your work ethic, you'll find something. Oh, cheers, Indira. We hope so. We hope so. So we come to the end of our time now. Uh, so some quick fire questions to wrap up. Lovely. If you could only do one type of session, and that includes everything, you know, even the foam rolling, what would you do? Uh, it would probably have to be a track session and probably something that starts with longer reps and then cuts down to short reps because I feel like that's quite applicable all year round and will help with race preparation and stuff as well. Practical. Nice. Okay. And before a race, what is your go-to pre-race dinner or snack? So dinner would have to be pasta with chicken and tomato sauce, something simple like that. Yeah. Another chicken pasta. You are the third. Lovely. Well, there we go. Proofs in the in the pudding there. It works. And then sort of two hours before a race, I always have a bagel with peanut butter and banana. Classic. Can't go wrong. Okay. To finish with something a bit different, since you don't like the cold so much, what is your number one get through the winter survival tip? Oh, um, gloves. For me, it's gloves. <laughs> I have to double gloves sometimes. Because, uh, yeah, I've got quite bad Raynards, which a lot of people have, but I actually ended up fainting because of it <laughs> in January. <laughs> you know when you come back inside and your hands thaw or whatever? I stupidly put my hands under a warm tap to try and warm them up, which is like the opposite of what you should do, because then it like makes all the, I think it makes all the blood like rush to your hand. I don't really know. But anyway, the pain in my hands was so much that I fainted. Oh my gosh, you poor thing. Yeah, so... Gloves is definitely my holy grail in winter. I can't live without them. Wow. Okay, well, for anyone with cold hands, do not stick them under the hot tap. I do that. Yeah. Well, it's been lovely having you on. Thank you so much. Been great hearing about your journey and what it's been like for you. Oh, thank you. It's been great. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, be sure to rate, subscribe and leave a review. This really helps to get the content out there. I'm new to this, guys, and I want to make this podcast the best possible for you. So go follow Fitter, Faster, Happier on Instagram. That's Fitter, Faster, Happier to leave your questions, comments and feedback and for updates and guest requests. All the best for the week ahead, guys. Run happy, live happy, be happy.